following the following journey into comics. 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 Network. 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 Production. Production. Heritage. Welcome to Podcastrophy episode 95. I am feeding back. <laughs> I forgot I said it to monitor my input last week when I did uh, everything through my headphones. So, ah, it, it was coming through the speakers. Good stuff. All right, this is episode 95, and we're here to talk some Chernobyl. I got Mr. Brandon Stone of Game Addicts Podcast. How you doing? What's up, Deuterinos? How's it going, everybody? Glad to be here on back. As I said, started out so intense. We got to turn it on, man. It's like even when you're like so tired, that's how you you got to start a podcast with some fucking energy. You're right, totally right. We also got John Well coming back from Game of King Chair. How you doing, John? Pretty good. You? Pretty tired, also. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. As as he's like, oh shit. No, you see, you can dial it back down, but it's like I've always yeah. found that when you're going to start a podcast, man. You I was going to say, you started at like 150 and you dialed it down. You got to about 90. Yeah. By the end of what you're, by the end of your introduction. Well, you know. Um, solid. Well, and what's funny is that if you ever like, like I was thinking one day because uh, I can't remember what podcast I was listening to, but somebody had like names for their fans or their listeners, you know, like, uh, like I just can't think of what I was, what I was listening to at the time, but I'm like. Man, what would he call like what like, would, like a broad fan base? Yeah, like like the like, maggots for Slipknot. Yeah, the maggots or a, or the army or like the Kiss Army yeah, or yeah, yeah. you know it, you know, and I'm just like what would I well, like what would I call the game addicts listeners? And the then it, <laughs> well, it's like what up game addicts? Welcome to the game addicts podcast. And and I just realized that every day I would come home from work and my kid would go, he would run and go, hi daddy, and I'm like, what's up, Dudorino? <laughs> and I'm just like, and one day I said, I'm like, that's it. What's up, Deuterinos? There you go. No, if you say, sorry. It's all encompassing. It, you know, there might be some people that says, well, hey, that's not really, you know, that's more of a Deuterino. It's, it's more of a, a, a like a male song. Like, but I'm like, you listen to Kel Mitchell, everyone's a dude. <laughs> You're right. It's, Everyone is a dude. And thus. You're du- a dude. He's, He's a, a dude. dude. She's a dude. Because we're, we're, we're all, all dudes. dudes. Yeah. Exactly. So <laughs> that's my logic with that. I'm glad we had this mo- that moment right there. And I also like, you know, like we actually don't have uh, dedicated merch yet uh, because I just haven't sat down to do it or anything like that. It's just, it, I, one of the things I want to do is do a parody of the Doritos logo. This is Doritos. I just think it'd be funny. Solid. Good Solid. Thought. But anyway, yeah. What's up, guys? I'm so glad to be here on Podcast Review once again. What episode is this? This is 95. 90 fucking five. We're, we're five away. We're five away from 100. 100. I have been here uh, a, a handful of times. Yeah. You were the first episode. You second the, episode. The pilot. You were the pilot well, and second episode. Well, hold on. Well, it was the first one was the original. Yeah. And then we had the pilot ah. for what would become Game of King Chair. Because the episode was called 
Game of King Game Chair. Game of King Chair. Season in review. And it was the it was it was season seven, right? Yeah. And, and, well, it, it was season seven, and then gush about the entire series. Yeah. That's what it turned into. <laughs> but then I was on sporadically from there. Yeah, I think you did. Uh... 50 you did episode 50 i was on before that too because i was on the yeah we i, I came over we did an episode with a, with the keyboard commander we, oh my God. <laughs> commander clack yeah so clack John, and clack. uh my old roommate uh before joe <laughs> uh, <laughs> surprised you mentioned I, I, that so we clearly. shared a, we shared a computer room and you he, had a computer room yeah yeah we had a computer room we had Big a, room. we had a three-bedroom house and one of those rooms was dedicated to our computers. And uh, he had, like, a really clackety, clankety, like... It's big, one of those keyboards It's a gaming has, keyboard. It's a keyboard that really it has a punctual, like, when you hit the button, there, there's, like, a, it's almost like a switch. Or, like, like on the Xbox controllers, there's, like, micro switch in them. Mm-hmm. There was a switch for every button. So when he's in there playing Overwatch or whatever he was playing... I think he was playing Rocket League that night. I want to say it was. Well, it was well, I remember him playing Rocket League, uh, Overwatch, Hello Kitty Island Adventure. Um, <laughs> but like he would sit there and he would get annoyed because we because we, we would be in there doing a podcast. He wants to go in there and play his games. Yeah, and it's like I only had I only did the show once a week, mm-hmm. so it's like and it's only for like roughly two hours, right. an hour and a half, two hours. And he was getting and he was like, "Come on, dude!" And he's like, "It's it, I I pay rent at this house too, you know." And it's like, dude. I do this once a week. You can give up your games for two hours a week. Or, even better, you could not slam the keyboard. Well, he would be in there, clackety, clack, clack, clackety, clack, clack, and <laughs> I almost sound like I'm singing, like, Frosty the Snowman. It was only one time. <laughs> it was only one time. Well, didn't he come in there again some other time? No, not really. I don't think so. Anyway, so we did that, and then we went to the, uh, like, a live brews with dudes that they yep. did at the uh, Northern Pub. I, I joined in for that. So I was on that episode. I might have been on, like, an, I, was Tyler there for that one? I want to say, yeah. Okay, because I know I did one with Tyler. I was, and I was on 50, and then it's been ugh, sporadic. I was on yeah. I was on four. You, you've definitely been on a lot more since I've been in this house. Yeah, I've been on four of the Gaming King Chair episodes. Yep. Uh, so there's that. Uh, of course, you can check that out on exclusively on the Podbean feed. Hosted by Podbean, podcastrevy.podbean.com. Thanks for plugging it, man. And, of course, you can subscribe to that on any of your favorite podcast providers, such as Apple and Spotify. I don't even Spotify, need to plug my own show today. This is kind of awesome. Well, I mean, I'm on that, man. I, I have a vested interest, too. In fact, I actually, I, me and Mike did something. We did Game Addicts Eat. Yeah. Yeah, you did. And uh, one, one of these centuries, Mike and Tyler are supposed to do something together. One of these centuries. One of these centuries. <laughs> I mean, it was supposed to happen, like, right after E3. It didn't. Now Tyler's a little busy. Working more than we are, yeah. yeah he, he's working his ass off. He man, cause, okay. And I'm, uh, I know we're just kind of rambling. This is kind of what we do. We, we kind of tangent uh, into other topics. But you know, I watched him and all of his dudes. Yeah, I realize this is John's first regular regular podcast. I mean, this show. yeah, we we have topics and we'll get there. But first, <laughs> this is just shooting the shit kind of part of it. So I was in there, <sighs> very first time doing Firewatch where we were. Okay. Never, never done it before. Twelve years, I've never done it before. Okay, and I watched Tyler and his crewmates tear down the entire light booth for Ed Sand in two and a half hours. Like boom, 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 boom. Two hundred lights gone. How many of them were there? I just said two hundred lights. No people. <laughs> oh, 
Probably like 10 people, maybe. Um, I not even that. When I was there. Because I would say probably about eight. So next day, so, I'm there in the ED sand booth watching them put the LEDs in. Mm-hmm. It's going to be so bright in there. Those LEDs are nice. Okay, so they started that. Because when I was there, they got everything tore down in two and a half hours. And then they started putting stuff up. By the time I left, they already had a quarter of the booth done. Almost. And, of course, then I was on another project the next day. A completely different place. I know. I was. I um, Matt was taking us around because uh, I, I was the, the extra. Gr- I was part of the extras where they were just gonna drop me off wherever they did, needed uh, me. Did you go up where I was? Edie Sand? No, no, not that day. No, no. Uh, the day that you were there, I was actually up by Top Coat B. No, I didn't go. I was uh, there. They, they replaced the burner. No, the so uh, they we're looking for places to go and. I was like, you know, you could always just throw me over where Brandon is. He's like, ha ha, you wish. And I'm like, I do. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, yesterday was my easiest day ever. Yeah. Ever. There were five of us. That's a good one. Standing in one spot in bumper shop A where the temperature never got above 68. Nice. That's solid right That's there. Nice. And we watched other people work for eight hours. And we just stood around and talked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you did you work with anybody we know or? Uh, I worked with uh, her name's Deb Justice. Debbie Justice. Oh yeah. Okay. I, I started with her in Bumper Shop. Uh, one of the older ladies. I actually worked with her daughter back in Bumper Shop. You know, I mean, you worked there long enough. You end up like knowing people that know that know people. The guy that was in there, his name was Rob. I know him by. I walked by and seen him or something. Okay. So. And then the other gal, and same thing. I've seen her in passing. Uh, so, like, I didn't know everybody, but it's like you it, – I've been there, like, full-time for 10 years, so I feel like I can actually talk to people <laughs> at this point. <laughs> yeah, like, when you're – like, even though it's my first summer doing this kind of stuff because I've never really had to or wanted to, like, like if I was a temporary or, or, or early, I would have been, like, very timid not talking to people. But I, I feel like I have enough confidence where I can talk to people. But anyway – That's about where I'm at. Like, it was awesome, and I don't know what I'm going to be doing next, but we'll figure that out. Because today, as we transition, I got these transitions down. This is called a segue. Oh, hold on. I want to shoot a shit. (laughs) I want to shoot a shit. I want to shoot one shit. (laughs) One shit. One marijuana. (laughs) Fucking, I dropped a Honda Odyssey on my hand yesterday. Yeah, I told you to quit sucking. Go ahead. Tell us this Fucking. I want to know. I want to hear what happened. Doing my breaks for my parents. And uh, not my brakes, my the brakes on the van for my parents. And when I get there, I go inside to get something to eat and fill up my thermos with water. And I tell my little brother to pull the van up on the concrete pad in front of the drive, in front of the garage doors where it's flat and stable and all mm-hmm. that. It's not quite flat. There's a slight incline. And uh, I tell picture. him at least three times to set the e-brake. I go out there and... Uh, get the jack under it, get on the jack point, start lifting it up, and uh, get the tire off, start working on getting the caliper bolts out, pulling the caliper off so that I can do the brakes. Next thing I know is uh, my hand's underneath the bumper, and it's rolling very ever so slowly downhill, which it should not be doing. (laughs) And I yank my hand out in a way as it plummets down so what happened was it the jack rolled back downhill with the vehicle kind of like a square wheel and 
the A bar underneath the wheel hub hit the concrete and cracked it. Nice. And nice. Uh, the bumper, which thank fuck on Honda Odysseys, that part of the bumper is nothing but plastic. Not even fiberglass, just plastic. Smacked my hand right into the concrete. And uh, kind of hurt at the time. It's not even, eh, it's still kind of bruised. It bled a lot, but there's nothing to show for it. Other than a completely fucked up jack. That thing is corkscrewed and bent, and one of the solid cast wheels is snapped in half. At least, you know, it's not, it wasn't metal. That were, or like, cause or even though, bumper. because at least Oof. the plastic has some give to it, you know? A lot of give, I right. learned. Yeah, <laughs> because your hand, your hand would probably be broken. I, that at the best, yeah. broken. I shattered. live in terror of what it would have been had it been a steel bumper. If it was crushed, it would have been amputated. You know, sometimes, then sometimes how would I really work at Subaru? Like you wouldn't have. Ouch. <laughs> yeah, so both metaphorically. He texted and me this, and my only response was, "Quit sucking." Because so you're a dick. I found it. Nice. Okay. Yeah, that's the picture I try and show you before the show started. Anyway, yeah. So like, you got your hand crushed, and like, a lot of different people got radiation sickness and poisoning and death. Yeah. Because yeah. of the happenings of Chernobyl in 1986. Yep. And sure did. All these years later, uh, HBO made a docu-series, kind of. And is there it, you go. Is, is that the right word? Yeah. Docu-series? I would say it's a docu-series. Yeah. Mini-series? Yeah. Docu-series. Five episodes, right? It was like yep. five episodes. It's been a little while. We're a little late on the on the, like on the the like gun here. Docu-drama Be- series? Sure. Uh, because for the most part, the series was, you know, I would say relatively accurate there's a few, they did a few creative things that they did of course the character of the woman i can't remember her name off the top of my head it's been a while uh remember? anita Kamuk. okay so i think it's anita it's definitely Kamuk. she was not a real person no she's a she's an amalgam she is legion yeah she, she is, is legion. she's an amalgamation of like a hundred different scientists pretty much to simplify that part of the story yeah but and there you have it. We've talked about Chernobyl, folks. All right. Boom. See you guys next time. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, I loved watching this series. It, it was gripping. It was intense. Puppy the cast slaughter. was great. Yeah, no, everybody killed it. Uh, I also really liked uh, the the directorial um, choice to not give everybody Russian accents when they're speaking yes. English. Absolutely. Because the way I would have done it is either how they did it or everybody speaks Russian and you just well, have – Well, they, they talked about that in the podcast, didn't mm-hmm. they? Yeah. Uh, they, they talked about how like when – because you can't always get like a Russian actor and all that. So typically when uh, a non-Russian actor does a Russian accent, it tends to be a little exaggerated or – just not good enough or something like that, you know? Well, uh, uh, I believe what they said, it, from my memory serves me correct, they end up um, acting the accent, not acting the character. Yeah, yeah. They get, they, they're, they're focusing so much on getting that accent right that they don't capture with their, you know, the message that they're trying to convey with the character. And I completely get that. And this harkens back, you know, I'm a gamer. I can't remember. In Hunt for Red October, how, how was uh, Sam Neill's? Russian accent. Do you remember? Uh, it's been a long time. Yeah, it's I've been a long movie. time since I haven't seen that. seen that movie since I was a kid. I watched it. It's probably been within the last 10 years. It was on Netflix, so I watched it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time since I watched it. I remember, I remember Sam Neill and, of course, Sean Connery. Yeah. <laughs> and one All of the playing Russian. Baldwin. 
Ball, Alec Baldwin playing uh, Did Jack you, okay. Ryan. Okay, so Baldwin was playing who? Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan. There's a whole series of Jack Ryan movies with different actors playing them. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. Baldwin, <laughs> Harrison Ford. Um, and now we finally have a whole series of Jack Ryan shows, episodes, with one person playing Jack Ryan. <laughs> what if every episode is a different Jack Ryan? I mean, that's funny. <laughs> I mean, John Krasinski's awesome and all that, but... Um, <laughs> Anyway, the game that I was thinking of is uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. Yeah. That game is set in Russia, mm-hmm. Soviet Union, right? And the entire time they're just speaking English. There's the cutscenes where where Snake is speaking English with the other English-speaking people. Every time that he encounters somebody, you know, they're, they're all just speaking English. Let's flash forward back to MGS2 where uh, Colonel Sergei Gerlukovich and his men... <laughs> That's a name. Mm-hmm. Sergei Gerlukovich. Anyway, he has his own little, like, privatized army of dudes. You know, he's former Gru and everything. And, uh... Former Gru? Like the guy in the cartoon? No. Okay. No. <laughs> so, when you encounter the soldiers, and they talk, they've got their Russian accent. Like, hmm, what was that? <laughs> like, you know, huh, is somebody there? You know, they're, they're speaking English with a very harsh accent. Then you go to Snake Eater, and there's no accents. There's just, what was that noise? And it, at the time, it was like, man, these guys are supposed to be Russian. And then it, then when you first meet the scientist who's creating the nuclear weapon that you're there to deter, and he, he's like, wow, your Russian is superb. And he says it in English. And that's when I was like, they're speaking Russian, and they're not bothering to convey that because we're just getting the dialogue exactly it's the same kind of that's, thing that's yeah that's it's, really just, it's the exact same thing and that's because it's, instead of going back and forth to you know a lot of old spy movies they would have had like the russian accent the instead of just stereotyping that they just had an actor and they and he they mention it and that way there's no uh really big difference between you hearing snake speak english and snake trying to speak another language or anything like that it, there's no narrative and this show does the same thing and I think it works great because it really allows these actors to dive in and get some really great performances out of them absolutely and it it allows the situations and the events on the ground to unfold naturally Mm -hmm. like uh, I almost I think of it like a dream where are are either of you bilingual in any at all Uh, no I mean I know slightly I know like words and phrases and Spanish have you ever had Spanish in a dream no. Okay. Well, when so German will creep its way into my dreams now and then, but when it's in the dream, it's obviously not grammatically correct because it's dream, dream physics, dream logic, right? But it just it's understood on a first person, like point of view basis. That you, language, not not language specific. Just what is being said is it conveys that it, I think directly down to the. It lets the events unfold as if you were... Your brain automatically makes sense of it. Yes, that. Mm-hmm. That is what I was trying to say. Yeah. I, I, I once again just abridged the unabridged. Yeah. Common yes, theme. You yes, yeah. you did. <laughs> so I, had, I had to pull up the cast just so I could get Yeah, no, the guy that right. played Bogosov. Uh, uh, Jared Harris. He was great. The guy that played Boris... Uh, Boris Sherbina. Sherbina. Stellan Skarsgård, who is also in uh, Thor... Uh, Goodwill Hunting. Holy shit, he's mm-hmm. the crazy professor. Yeah, yeah. Goodwill Hunting. Realized that. 
Mm-hmm. He's the math. He's a math teacher in Goodwill Hunting, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I I loved his character. He's such a dickhead. And he's and he apparently played that character incredibly to historical accuracy because the 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 guy was known for. Uh, I, I heard this in the podcast. He was known for yelling something into existence. <laughs> well, and it's funny because like when you first meet the character, you're drawn to dislike him immediately because yeah. obviously they've already established their protagonist in this situation, and that's Legasov. And so he's like the he's the guy that he's supposed to know what's going on. So you're like, listen to him, damn it! And then here's Boris kind of telling people, no, you're gonna listen to me. And then he's like, no, 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 don't do, don't listen to him. He's gonna get us killed. <laughs> and then he's like, how dare you? You know, challenge my right. authority, and he's like, "We're gonna die <laughs> if we listen to you." That they do that very well. He and it, over the course of the series, you actually, you know, they end up becoming friends mm-hmm. over their, you know, bonding through <laughs> this situation. That's yeah, very dire for them. But then, of course, like you end up kind of like sympathizing with Boris. Absolutely, understanding what the way he acts, why he acts, and then also like. By that point in the series, you understand how the government and the party acts, and you understand kind of why he acts the way he acts in in response to that. I thought yeah. they did a very very cursory job. I mean, sufficient definitely, but cursory job of hitting home just how much it was the reality on the ground there that the party doesn't care about the facts so much as the party cares about looking good, looking like its shit is together, looking like mm-hmm. it's powerful, it's organized, it's the functional, perception. it's efficient. Um, and so when you're put in charge of something for the first time, like Sherbina's in charge of the Chernobyl crisis, if the Chernobyl crisis is going to be a problem, Sherbina's not going to be in charge of anything again. So it doesn't matter what the fucking facts are. Well, it's funny. It's because all good. Sherbina was actually like head of agriculture. Like he was nothing, but he had enough power to fuck somebody's life up essentially. Was he had enough connections, yeah. Yeah, he had connections and all that. But he was he was essentially like uh, the fucking oh, what cabinet secretary of agriculture for I'm sure. the Soviet Union. Yeah, well, I thought he was secretary of energy, but I don't know. And it's so cursory. It's I think IRL. He was agriculture. All right, so oh, okay, <laughs> like what you said about looking good and like the perception. Uh, they're thinking about. One, how the whole country looks, how the government looks. And also each individual person is looking after their own self-interest. Mm-hmm. And ultimately that comes into play. And, and yeah, we're going to bounce around a, a little bit in this because they told the story in a certain order, in a certain way. Yeah, they did. Uh, so like, because by the time they end, they, they end with season four, sorry, season, episode four, I'm like, all, all that's left is the big trial. Like, how are they going to have a full episode out of that? But they actually went back and they told you more information. They showed you more from the night, yeah. You know, from you know, from the day even leading up yeah. to of the yeah. of the tests, and you realize that the one reason why they, why this test was pushed so hard was because one, the test had not been done when they were supposed to have had it done, and two, they wanted to make themselves look good for a promotion. So I wasn't clear on that, and I thought the show wasn't terribly clear on it either, because of the nature of a kangaroo court, uh, anything to make the designated guilty look guilty, so that the predetermined verdict goes through mm-hmm. uh when they said that you didn't run that test despite having signed the papers i got the feeling that the test was the kind of thing that you run periodically and uh from what i understood that this was a test that they sh- the 
that they should that they lied and said they did do uh, when they had not yet done it. Now, the nature of the test absolutely being of paramount importance, it sh there should have been a preliminary run, and mm -hmm. it should not have been online until it was successful. Yeah, absolutely, I, I but I don't remember, know if that's policy or not. I, I can't remember why they were having to do it now that now that you mentioned that because yes a, a test like that you think they would do periodically but they had not yet done so uh with and I, and I think the reactor reactor four had been up and running and they had already started on a reactor five and six and six and those were up and then four had not even done the test yet i don't know if they were up and running they were being constructed at least so like i think part of it may have been that they that they weren't supposed to start construction on that maybe that's what it was uh, if I remember, if I'm remembering right, it might it might be that where they could not have started more without the test of and they lied and they're like, oh, well, we'll yeah, we'll just do it later, you know, you know, we got time, we got this, and then it's like, okay, guys, we actually need to get this done before mm -hmm. they catch on the fact that we haven't done it. Okay, so let's do it, and then they, you, because you have because you have the three, uh, Dyatlov, he was the guy that's going to be doing the test. There's a whole scene with him, and the the Fomin. Yeah, like the guy underneath the guy running the plant, right? Fomin. Because the other, because the other guy, the guy that kind of talked like this. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember his name. He he sounds like he smokes like two packs a day. Yeah, at least. And um, <laughs> he was the guy that very vigorously smacked the table when yeah. when Maester Lewin, Grandpa Bolshevik, Grandpa Bolshevik, was like, <laughs> "We cut the phone lines. We don't let anybody leave. This we'll, is how we save the people from themselves." Woo. We'll, We'll be remembered for this day. And he's just like, he was so like, yeah, we got this. But, okay, so, like, the head dude was going to probably get a promotion. The other guy was going to take his spot and, like, you know, Dale Love, I'll be looking at you for promotion if this goes well. Yeah, Dale Love wanted Fomin's position. He, well, yeah, Dale Love was looking after himself. And that was part of the, you know, the human error. With, for pushing for this test, even though they probably had every, the way that the show per, you know portrays it, the way that history portrays it, they had every opportunity to stop it, to shut the reactor down, and you know give it the what twenty four hours, that, yeah, that to they get needed. out of the xenon pit, yeah, and so but they didn't like no 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 we gotta get this done, and then well well and that leads right into the uh, the design flaw that I felt that the design flaw wasn't explained exactly what it was which it's difficult to do on a level like this uh a docudrama especially because of understanding the context required to know what was wrong with it and uh during the courtroom scene i felt that it was just obvious that there was a design flaw and that you weren't supposed to mention it and that yeah, by because they it, had found it like in the 70s and they're like Shh, right redacted and by, by mentioning it, and the mentioning of it was the major plot point, mm -hmm. not the identification of it. I, I felt they skipped over that. And I mean, that this could just be me, detail-oriented, trying to be like, well, wait, wait, wait. Well, Talk because you're talking more. about the, the part where you had the uh, uh, the tips. Yes. The lead tips. Or not lead. The, uh, so the graphite tips. The graphite, graphite tips. Lead was the design flaw in question because i remember you telling me at work one day that the tips were actually more than just tips oh yes they were actually much to larger. call them so the control rods were almost double length mm -hmm. and when you pull them out the uh tips quote unquote 
the control rods themselves were seven meters. The tips were four meters with a meter and a half on either end. So just the tip in this sense is actually basically <laughs> it's the whole fucking shaft. It's pretty the much. same damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> You're halfway from going balls deep. <laughs> At that point, you might as well bite your lip. And That's go. insane. And the only reason they use that is because it's cheaper. Well, in part. So well, that's what they said. It's cheaper because it's faster. The uh, so what the graphite does is it's a neutron flux moderator. Mm -hmm. The flux is just an abbreviated way to say how fast the neutrons in the core are shooting. They a lot of them are shooting too fast to cause fission. The moderators bring them down to a thermal velocity, mm -hmm. which allows them to cause fission and water will also do this not as well as heavy water, but heavy water is very expensive. Um, and most reactors at the time were running on just water moderation, but the graphite in addition to the water, so that meter and a half on either end of the four meters of graphite was water flowing through the tube. And because graphite is such a better flux moderator than water, when they were pushing the control rods back in, because control rods are made out of neutron absorbent material that will stop the reaction process because it's it's sucking in all of those neutrons that are causing the fission that are causing the heat that are causing hence, the hence control power exactly and you can insert them by by a gradient amount however much you need when you flush them all the way back in like that in addition to all of the other things that were going on that were just building the perfect storm it pushed the graphite down past a meter and a half of core that it previously wasn't interacting with which just caused it to continue to accelerate out of control exponentially, just like a rocket. That is the design flaw. Um, they don't need the graphite tips. They could have just used water. Now the water is not as efficient and therefore not as quick to power it up or reach as high a level of thermal energy. The graphite reaches a higher level and it does so quicker. That's why it's cheaper. I see. I couldn't abridge that if I tried. Yeah, I was about to say. This I, one that the, was heavily abridged. I'm trying to leave out the <laughs> details. That, this is one of, the, one of those cases where I find it, like, him explaining it to me unabridged. <laughs> or as even, though, want, even though you abridged it, it was still a lot. Do you want yeah. the unabridged version? No, no we don't have time. We already heard no, it. you don't have time. <laughs> no, <laughs> no it's, it's one of those cases where, like, having something explained to me, I don't need it abridged. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's really, cause I find it fascinating. No, no, absolutely. It, it, uh, I, yeah, it is fascinating. I find and, it absolutely fascinating. You know, when, uh, when we were first watching, uh, you know, Game of Thrones for the final season and I first saw the, you know, the trailer for the Chernobyl series, I was excited because I've actually watched shows, his, you know, historical documentaries on Chernobyl. It's, it's funny cause I told you the first time I ever heard about Chernobyl was when, I watched uh, the 1998 Godzilla with yeah. Matthew Broderick because it starts out the first scene where they introduce our hero Matthew Broderick, aka or starring as uh, Nick Tatopoulos. Uh, yeah, he's in Chernobyl and he's digging up earthworms, and his study is to see if the radioact the radioactivity in the area has caused species in the area to grow into tremors. Into tremors, yes. So it's it's really a tie into the Tremors series. Uh, <laughs> Ne the next Godzilla movie, if they ever make one. I mean, it's been 20 years at this point. God damn, that movie's 20 years old. 
21. It's been it's 21 years old. Yeah. Not the most recent Godzilla. No. No. Godzilla no. 1998. Oh, okay. That was so the one, one made by America. Once they finally make a sequel to 98 that's not the animated series, uh, it will have. Oh my gosh, the animated series. It was awesome. The animated series was awesome. I forgot about that. Uh, but once they finally make a direct sequel to Godzilla 1998, um, it's probably going to have Kevin Bacon in it. <laughs> All right, so. <laughs> back, back to topic. <laughs> uh, okay, so like, because you, you, so you brought up Godzilla. Yeah. And uh, it got me thinking, you know, and you said 20 years ago. And, you know, when I think 30 years ago, I still think like early 80s to 70s, but that's not the case. 30 years ago is 89. It is. That's okay. crazy. That's so And then crazy. we think about Chernobyl took place 33 years ago. That is still within, like, I was born that year. So within our lifetimes, this massive of an incident has happened. Now, like, because you almost kind of think, like, oh, yeah, that was so, you. You put it in your head because we're because we're younger. You know, we didn't grow up. We weren't a, a sentient. We're even alive for the like. I was I was like, being you know uh, gestated, yeah, gestated and and nurtured <laughs> by the loving womb of my mother. You're in your womb cocoon. I was feeding off of her life force like a symbiote. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's such a delicate way to put like, like a, all I've got in my head is his meme from the other day of the millennial caterpillar one day you'll get there <laughs> it's the bug zapper <laughs> it's the bug zapper Chernobyl <laughs> well like you know because when you think about like a, like a disaster like this your brain automatically puts it to so long ago yeah. so so early and we're still like you know when you think about the 80s we're still pretty early into the uh advent of nuclear science and everything right that, um, we, were, that we were practicing with it because that was like 40 years away from the manhattan project you know give or take and we had started using nuclear energy closer uh, to 50 you, uh, yeah but like but as far as, as terms of actual uh use and practice you know we really broke through that threshold during world war ii and man it's like it's not that long ago no and, and of course we had, then, then we had Fukushima, which that was not a a man made problem. This it was is, well, it, it was caused by the earthquake and the and the tsunami. But mm-hmm. what did it was leaky pipes. Sure, let hydrogen out. Yeah, into air, which thermal high thermal energy hydrogen into air, low thermal energy air, boom. Right. Then after that meltdown so it, i mean it was just it was just a lack of the most basic most boring maintenance in the Brandon, world do you know what just happened huh he just abridged something <laughs> again he, he, actually he insanely Thank convinced you. it he put it in stupid what i was saying about Fukushima <laughs> is that it doesn't go quite to the level of of the bureaucracy yeah necessarily as chernobyl does the whole series starts off with the suicide of Legasov. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, like uh, and it, his it, end. <laughs> it, it shows him recording these tapes that mm-hmm. eventually got. I don't know how they got out, but not 100% on that. Yeah. Yeah. But they apparently got out according to the, the showrunner. Right. So, uh, but he, one of the things he says uh, is the, he's, he starts out with the cost of lies. His memes. Yeah. Not memes. Yeah. <laughs> 
And then he says, when a lie is told, uh, it incurs a, a debt to the truth. And eventually that debt must be paid. And you see it. You see that those words just reign true throughout mm-hmm. the entire miniseries. Yeah. And I love it. I, I love mean, it. I mean, we had a, a – I mean, the series goes – the series starts with that, and then it starts, like, right at the explosion. You know, in, in the, you know, the series follows some side characters throughout, you know, to make it a little bit more interesting for view. Well, I, I love how they did the explosion, too, because it's just in the background. Mm-hmm. And the person that they're focusing on doesn't even notice it. Doesn't even notice it. There's no sound. Eventually, there's a shock wave that yeah. hits. But other than that, it's just <laughs> – you just hear a pop. And it, it's a, but you see this huge explosion. The air is getting deionized mm-hmm. or whatever. Ionized or other way, it was ionized. ionized. It's getting ionized, and you so you see that blue beam. Ah, oh, it's crazy. And then all those people go out to the bridge to watch it, and they're and dead. Die. And they all die <laughs> eventually. The death. The death <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a nothing sentence. <laughs> they died eventually. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all knew. Well, I mean, what to do? Well, they, they died quicker than most eventuallys. That is true. <laughs> there you go. <sighs> <sighs> Yeah, uh, and of course, then they send the first responders. Oh lord, the firefighter. Fuck that one guy that picked up the graphite. <sighs> yeah, his hand. Did you notice bugged. the piece of graphite he picked up in particular? What about it? Had, so, it was, it had a uh, cavity in it, a, a part of a cylinder. Yeah, part of a tube mm-hmm. that was from the center of the core. Yeah, that was a either a fuel rod or a control rod went through that, mm-hmm. and that. About as bad as it gets. I love the detail in that. Mm-hmm. Like that, yeah. Oh yeah. I, I love uh, the the one firefighter that they're they're following, uh, who ends up uh, he's he's kind of like a main character along with his girlfriend, wife, whatever, who's pregnant. Um, but he, he follows him, and he, you can see him looking around at the graphite and be like, and he can tell something's off, mm-hmm. something's not right about this. And they're, they're, I love I just love those little things that the the director and writer put into this miniseries to show that like, and, and there's a lot of moments without dialogue where it's just very subtle music. And it's just like, it's, I mean, look at the, the scene where the people are just standing on the bridge and you see the specks of dust that's supposed to signify radiation. Mm-hmm. Well, um, there was physical dust too. Yeah. Yeah, that's why they had to wear the masks because the dust was stupid. Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about, creating tension within the scene of course you said there's no you know, scenes where there's no dialogue and they're just music or or just some sort of score that brings me oh, back the divers well it, you know that brings me back if you guys remember to the dark night and the dark night whenever joker was on the, the screen there was like this this cello or violin screech and it would just get more intense more intense and it was not an actual score part. It was just it made it. It would increase the longer he was on screen, and like when there was no dialogue, and it would make you feel uneasy. And so you see, so you get the visual aid of exactly what they're seeing, and then you get the the audio, you know, part of that that just makes you feel tense and uneasy with yeah. what you're seeing. Yeah. And they did that with several <clears throat> spots here as well. Um, oh, I mean, I, I I mean, you can definitely. In, in the diver scene when their their lights start going out and they're mm-hmm. just they're just frantically panicking in the water because yeah because their, their lights are going out and you hear the, the, guy, hear the geiger counters going off or, or what we think is a, 
Essentially. Decimeters. Decimeters, yeah. yeah, yeah. And you just hear that rate, that the clicks just intensifying. And it's, I'm and getting flashbacks to, like, Fallout. Yeah. Playing Fallout. Yeah. Going into, like, uh, going going out, like, for the more recent one, Fallout 4, going out into the into the Wasteland Sea, where it's just, like, the entire time. And it just... You, you have like nuclear storms and everything around you, <laughs> and your and your and your thing is just going off the chart. So you're like Rad X, Rad X, Rad X, <laughs> power <laughs> armor. I was gonna say, assuming you don't have power armor, power armor still doesn't. Like you have to take Rad X to even get out there. No shit. There, yeah, there, there, there are something out there uh, big to the plot that you have to go do, and you can wear a suit, some sort of suit, but like power armor will do it too. But yeah, no, that gave me flashbacks of just like when when that counter is going nuts, and yeah, and of course then that that was the episode where where like it went to black on that right because because the lights went yeah. out and you just heard that and it went to black and yeah, and, yeah. And then the credits and then of course the next episode you see that they actually had like a manual crank uh, flashlight. flashlight yeah uh, <laughs> just going nuts on those things and then those divers ended up dying as well mm. eventually they they all lived. Actually, they didn't. They didn't get acute radiation syndrome, uh, and that's just because of the uh, sealed suits that they mm-hmm. had, which okay. kept the water out from contacting them. Now, their air was irradiated, obviously, yeah. but they weren't breathing the dust, and they didn't come into contact with the water. So they did get a lethal dose, but not enough to die of acute radiation syndrome, which is what we were watching happen to the firefighters in the hospital. Right. So I mean, they died of probably thyroid cancer. Yeah, that's what the podcast said. Which, uh, if anybody has watched this series and you're into podcasts, or if you if you want a a much better look into these episodes, listen to the Chernobyl podcast. That's you can get it directly from HBO or basically any of the podcasting platforms. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's I listen to it through Apple Podcasts, so I'm pretty sure it's on iPain. They mention it's on Stitcher and Google Play. It was cool because after every episode, you know, the podcast would would be up. And um, if, you, yeah, if you're going to watch the series and you really are into it, watch the episode and then listen to the podcast because yeah. it kind of dives into a little bit more detail. And they also explain why they did certain things, why they showed certain things the way they did, they, that they did, and kind of like just flesh it out a little bit more. It's really cool. Yeah, and then they, they also give a lot of uh, back backlog on like the actual events that happened. Yeah. Like the people, uh, like like Akimov, Anatoly Akimov. Uh, he he was like uh, he was the giant asshole in the room saying no fucking do it or I'm gonna fucking ruin your career. No, that was Dialov. Akimov uh, according, was the one saying no. According to the cast, it's Akimov. In real life? No, in the the cast of the show. Uh, I mean, I'll I'll pull up the picture of the dude and it's like okay. Akimov and Topchinov are the two running the uh, control rods. Yeah, Paul Ritter, Anatoly. Oh, Dialov. My bad. Uh, oh. <laughs> Shown up on your okay, own podcast. Okay, yeah, I, I fucked up. Uh, yeah, Paul Ritter, Anatoly Dyatlov. I mean, I'm looking at him. I'm like, yep, that's the dude. His excuse. I wonder if his name was Annie. His excuse <laughs> for why, you know, he's like, I wasn't in the room when they did this. I was, I was in the toilet. The, the toilet. I was in the shitter. <laughs> Everybody's like, hey, yeah. You <laughs> yeah. I liked how... Uh, Valeri was like, well, then where were you? And fucking Tywin goes, 
Ah, you are not the prosecutor that here. That guy went, no. Uh, Bolton. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, Roos Roos went. Like, you are not the prosecutor. Hey, Ro- Diallo, where, where were you? Where were you? <laughs> <laughs> I like my job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that guy was a giant dickhead. And even afterwards, he was, after the whole thing, and he was like, doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, so like, Diallo, like, didn't all three of them get sentenced to uh, Siberia? Yep, to- uh, ten or more years hard labor. Okay, so the guy who was the second head, he ended up going back to work in the same field. For I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I have a hard time remembering the names now. It's been so long. Yeah, I don't. It's, it's been a whole month. I mean, uh, since I watched the series, but yeah, he went back to work. At, he's because I can't remember what happened to the other guy because they don't really say. Uh, Dyatlov died. Well, no, him. I yeah, no, he died uh, in like ninety four, ninety five of you know complications of you know radiation, but. The other dude, the other, like, the guy that talks like this. And, uh, probably emphysema. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, he sounded like he already had it. <laughs> and then, of course, uh, all the miners that died. Uh, that was really interesting because the reason, uh, according to the podcast, uh, the main reason they were trying to keep this so hush and why they were trying to really push the power of nuclear energy was because uh, of the coal miners. It was because the coal miners provided all, all, nearly all of the energy for the Soviet Union. So, therefore, they had they had power. Yeah. If they didn't want to work, they Russia wasn't power, or Soviet Union wasn't powered. So, they were trying to push nuclear energy so we can they could put coal miners out of business well, or out of power. The megawatt to fuel input ratio of nuclear is way oh, yeah. better than yeah. coal burned, coal, coal fired. And even these days, it's it's one of the cleanest sources of energy we have. Provided that nothing goes wrong and provided that the spent fuel is properly disposed of, which there is yeah. no currently in use proper disposal chamber. We, there is one that is built, but because of backyard legislation, we don't use it. It's ours. We have it. That's us. Yeah. Good job us. Yeah. The, the, it's, it's the mountain, right? Yucca mountain. Yucca mountain. Good name for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Finns are building another one. That's good. Which will likely Finland get used. Finland knows how to do things. Oh, yes. They, <laughs> that they do. <laughs> no, I mean, they, they do things, and they mostly, from as far as I've seen, they do things right. Well, I just assumed you were talking about the Soviet-Finn <laughs> war. No, I'm... Because... <laughs> I'm just talking in general. Finland, little old fucking Finland, held off the entire Soviet Union. Until they reached a standstill, and I was either thinking—I'm either thinking of Sweden or Finland. I'm thinking I might be thinking of Sweden. They know how to do things. IKEA, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Scandinavia. Vikings. Let's just let's just broaden it. It's just Scandinavia. So all three of them. Yeah, all of them. Is I mean, that, I'm, that doesn't. Yeah. Scandinavia I had I had an interesting talk today while I was at Bob Roman Subaru. What? Uh, yeah, I I was there uh, for reasons that I'll get into in a little bit, maybe. Are you buying another Ascent? No, I was trying to get rid of my ascent. (laughs) So live on the show, how did that go? uh So we talked. We talked, uh, talked, uh, I think, uh, yesterday. I was there for like two hours waiting. (sighs) Waiting just to be talked to. And uh, they're like, because the reason I was going there is because I am paying way too much for this thing. Mm -hmm. And... I mean, I can afford it. I can afford all the payments. I, I don't get behind on anything, nothing. <laughs> it's just I looked at my check. I made X. 
when I could have made Y. And but why? Yeah, I was say, you did that backwards. You made Y. Whatever. <laughs> Words. L- letters. Letters. <laughs> Reasons. So I, I, I could have made this, but I'm making this instead. I feel like I could do a lot more with my money. So I was like, okay, I'm turning this in way early, so I'm going to... I'm going to incur some debt. They're, they're, I'm gonna, it's going to have some negative equity. So I'm like, whatever. It's, it's, I, there's no way it's going to be so much that I'm not at least saving a little bit of money. Turns out, because of that negative equity, I only was only going to save $70. <laughs> but I was like, fuck it. That, that, that number is eventually going to go down, or that number is eventually going to go up, how much I'm saving, because I'm going to pay off that negative equity throughout making payments. And uh, also, better gas mileage. I was going to just get another cross-check. Mm-hmm. So I'm com- they're like, okay, well, we'll do this tomorrow. We'll, we'll, get you, we'll get you all turned in and all that, get you into a cross-check tomorrow. Today is tomorrow. So <laughs> I go there after my dentist appointment, which I got three fillings today, by the way. Oh. Yeah. Powering through a podcast. Oh yeah, uh, my I'm still feeling a little bit of the numbness because they numbed me in three different spots. Okay, you know what I was gonna say, but I, I thought it was just the beer. Huh? A little bit of the I could kind of tell. Oh yeah. Like with your speech, and I thought, well, maybe he's already had a beer before we started. No, no. This is my first one. Oh. First one in a couple of days. Uh, no, I, so I did that, and then I went straight over to Roarman to get get all that squared away. Waited for another two hours. Of course you did. Yes, only for them to say, hey, in order for to make this happen, we need you to pay 1000 down. I was like, eh, what? They're like, well, you your credit score has dramatically decreased, which it has, and I, that's why I got the ascent when I did, because I knew my credit score was going to decline hardcore. Mm-hmm. Because of this debt relief program I'm in. So they're like, the bank said they want 3000 We, Bob Rorman, agree to eat 2000 of that and pay it ourselves. You have to pay 1000 upon signing. And I'm like, I can't do that. <laughs> There's not anybody you can borrow from? I'm like, nope. I'm not going to borrow. And if I did, I, if, if I did have somebody to borrow from, I'm not going to borrow from just not going to do it. So I guess I'm just going to keep the ascent. My <laughs> my lease is up. I mean, it, it, for people wondering why we lease, we have a special lease program through our work. Yeah. So it's so so it's a little bit different than just leasing it outright. We we you know we get some perks with that. Yeah. But my lease is up in October, and I need to go in next week. Probably wait two hours to figure out my options. What is this going to be? Because they tell you that you know. You, you, you pay on your payment for three years. If you choose to buy it, which they heavily discourage because they want to get you in another new one, because for them that counts as a sale. It's all logistics. It's all oh, bureaucracy. Yeah. How did we get on the subject? We I, just I, launched into it. I feel like we that I was going somewhere with that. Maybe, but be, but before we leave it, <laughs> um, I, I, I don't mind keeping my car. I actually kind of like it. Yeah. Uh, this is This was the first crutch... Crosstrek that we've had. I love Crosstrek. I love Crosstrek. Um, you know, at first I had an Impreza, which is like a Crosstrek on like without stilts. I love the Crosstrek I was gonna get. Well, <laughs> um, between two of my cars, because we have two of them, we have two Crosstreks. That equals one of his. 
um, that's the ascent. It's, I mean, he got a nice ascent. I mean, on top of it being like the most expensive car we have, it's even more expensive because of all the customizations that were done to it. Yeah. Which it was the only, it was the only car on the lot. It was the only ascent on the lot that met my specs. It just happened to have a bunch of extra shit to it too. Yeah. So I don't mind keeping mine. I just got to figure out if we can get the payment close to what I'm already paying. That way it's affordable. And then I think they said that like, you know, you pay so much and then they just put that much towards the down payment. So that way I wouldn't have to hopefully put any more down on it. If I do, I'm just going to get another lease. (laughs) And I'm going to wait. I'm going to time it and wait like I did last time to where I have no like multiple payments per check because part of what we have to do, uh, our work will pay the taxes so that way we don't. But we still need to pay that. So if this, your payment plan is for X amount of weeks. And so on the last one, I timed it like I turned it in like within the day or so that it was up and got to another one. The issue with that is that my wife got there before me, told to do what she wanted. And he hooked her up with a badass top the line cross track that I didn't know how much it was until we started doing paperwork. And we'd already been there for three hours. Oh, my. The only reason I agreed to it was because I didn't want to go through this. And this was, we, we were near the end. We were reaching that final hour that this had to be done. And we'd already spent so much time. We took it on a, on a, on a, on a test drive. He about gave my wife a heart attack. She about punched him in the face. Because that has that uh, the eyesight where it auto, auto corrects the wheel. Ah, you I know? turned that off. Right, where she does too. <laughs> but like he wanted to show her that. So obviously he reached over to grab the wheel. Oh, we on her. <laughs> what in traffic. And Do you remember she... this guy's name? No. I remember how we got on the subject, by the way. Well, good. All right. Carry on. <laughs> this guy was really into guitars. Okay. We talked. He called me within a week or two. He goes, "Hey, hey, man, how you liking that cross that cross track?" I'm like, "Yeah, we like it. It's all right." He goes, and then and then he's like, "So I bought a new guitar." Uh. <laughs> oh my gosh! It's like, um, you know, he finds out that we like similar music, rock music, whatever, and he's he's asking me about this and that. He's into guitar players. He's into like you know even some heavier metal stuff because he likes the guitar players and whatnot. And, um, he's buying like all these different guitars and I'm just like, what Pandora's box did I just <laughs> open that this guy suddenly is my best friend, Yeah, you know? And I'm just like, I, w- I would, you know, we both talk, me and my wife, we would love to turn that cross track in and get something cheaper, but probably similar situation. We'll just eat it. If I can keep this car and will, and will not cost me a dime more, I'm going to do it. But also, if I get another new one, it cannot cost me any more than what I'm paying now. See, when I traded my cross track, my last cross track in, uh, I actually got paid back. Did you really? Yeah, I got paid like four fifty. Okay, because he actually told me that my cross track is in high demand, like last year. Because last year was was when we got hers, and he was like, "Yeah, I bet you I can hook you up. Like we're like we love to have that back." Oh yeah. And so, I don't want to give it back though. I love the color. It has a name. <laughs> I, I named my cars. It's on my Bluetooth. I, I used to name my cars. Okay, so 
the Impreza was the Normandy SR1. <laughs> so when I got the Crosstrek, which is a slightly bigger Impreza, this is the Normandy SR2. Did you name your first car? Your I, very first car? My very first car, the Corsica? No, I did not. Okay. How about you? You, name, you ever name your cars? No. He my, named my current one Tonka, which I accept. Tonka, yes. <laughs> yeah. I was pulling up. Of course, I was running a little bit late today, and I see the big yellow truck. I'm like, well, Tonka's here. That's good. Fucking, All right. The fucking play school. <laughs> hey, man, that thing looks like it could, Tonka could take a beating, and it looks like that truck ha- yeah, already has for and, sure. and can take some more. Uh, so I my first car was a 95 Grand Prix. Okay. Green. Dark green. I had a dark green car, but carry on. Uh, can you guess the name? No. No guess? The Green Supremacist. Ah! <laughs> okay. I, I, I stole it from my uh, my friend Taya. She named her first car, which was a white car, the, ah! white, the white Supremacist. <laughs> All right. She's not on. racist whatsoever or anything like that. It's just funny. All right. So, like, <laughs> we're edgy. <laughs> my, my first car was a 94 Corsica. Okay. Held together by a couple, like, bolts and some super glue. Hell yeah. In fact, I had the brights on one night and went to go turn them off, and then the, and the light switch broke, and I couldn't turn the, the brights o- off. The only thing, the, okay, so the only ghetto ass things about my car was uh, I didn't have a passenger side window. <laughs> the only not, ghetto win- not window, not window, mirror, mirror. Sorry, oh, mirror, okay. that's a lot wow. better. Yeah, there that's a go. lot better. Yeah. I didn't have that. <laughs> Holy shit! And my uh, my heater, my heater knob, and or, like temperature knob, and like the the mode knob. Uh, no, no knob, just like the bare, like little tiny sliver of metal. So I had a pair of pliers. Hell yeah! <laughs> so my lights are in my locker at work. My light switch would fall off. So like I I turn them on or turn them off and it'd fall off sometimes. But then, so when I had my brights on one day coming home from seeing my now wife, it was, you know, like it was like middle of the night Saturday night. And there's a car coming, so courteous, right? Click. Yeah. Oh, no. The indicator switch came off? No, not no, no, no. When I went to go pull my brights. Right. Yeah, it, the whole thing, the yeah. stick. And then I, I tried to click what was left, and it wouldn't do anything. <laughs> Jesus. So this guy's like, so you're just in bright. Per- you're just in perpetual asshole mode. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, I'm too nice of a guy, which I'm like, uh, 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 uh. Turn your lights off. <laughs> well, I, 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 I'm like, I don't know what to do. So instead of turning my hazard lights on, which would, would, would be the, the real, like, smart thing to do, I just started turning my turn signals on one at a time Jesus. really fast. <laughs> so that they probably thought I was it. an even bigger asshole. <laughs> oh, my God. This guy is fucking high. <laughs> oh, man. And, Light okay. show. So, oh, this... so I, I had that car, and then I had the green car was a 96 Ford Probe. When I, which I turned in uh, to get uh, the Impreza, right? And I was the talk of Bob Rorman that day. Because the uh, the guy that worked there, I can't remember his name. Tim Archer. Do you remember Tim? Good big dude. He did the financial stuff there. He loved four probes. <laughs> he would go to four probe car shows. That's a thing. There's a whole fan base for Ford Probe, and he's been to them. And the thing is, the Ford Probe, mine, it needed work. It had some problems, 
but cosmetically, mostly, it was okay. The rear bumper had been replaced, and it, the paint was not no longer a perfect match. But this is one of those cars that had those lights that would, you know, come up from underneath. And a, a lot of those mechanisms fail over time. So, so then you just stick it in place. This one still worked. Buddy, he was excited. <laughs> and I don't know if he bought it, but he said he was thinking about it. And I, and I hope he did. I, I really hope he did because they, did, they, did, they definitely hooked me up. And I'm hoping they can again. I always get so nervous when I go in there because they're salesmen. Of course. Yeah. They're yeah. salesmen. And they and they act and they and, and they talk a certain way. And I'm not saying I got swindled last time. I'm just saying the they negotiated started before I got there. And I was unaware of what part of the negotiation was. I'm not saying he took advantage of my wife, but I think he took advantage of my wife. Of her ignorance. And next time, I will be there and I will dictate what and what we're going to get and how I want. Because <laughs> I, that we are paying more for that car than what I want. It is a nice car. It is a flashy car. It is decked out. We love it. We were going to keep it and then we're having another kid and she's going to go back to a bigger car. So, waste of time. <laughs> you gonna get an assent? No, <laughs> no. Fuck He's got no. one for sale. I do not. No, uh, we're gonna go back to the Forester. Okay. Yeah. Forester. I like the new Foresters. Haven't seen the brand new ones. The sport. Uh, the sport's nice. We liked the one that we had. Uh, she was looking to downsize, a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's when we looked into the, to the because she liked my car, and we looked at the cross trucks and how we got into the problem that we're in. But it's not as it's not as massive as a problem that that, that he has when he has one car that equals two of mine. <laughs> at least we have two vehicles. Yeah, I'm not trying to while, throw you. While up. we're on the subject of cars, uh, do you remember the first time you were pulled over? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Tell me about it. Okay, so let's, let's do these stories. All right, so I was driving oh, back. God. I was driving back from. Mine's really dumb. <laughs> mine is too. Oh, sweet. Okay, I mean dumb, not You're on my like part. Mine. No, it was dumb on my part. Okay, no, mine's not dumb on my mine part. Mine was just ignorance. My, mine is dumb and ignorance on the officer. Yeah. Yeah, let's hear it. So I'm coming home from Indiana from seeing my girlfriend now, my wife. Same story, almost as the, but different car. I was in the. I well, no, maybe I wasn't, but it wasn't the same night as the. As the bright as the bright light situation. Okay, so we're I'm on my way home and I'm getting through Hoopston, where I went to high school and some of the, you know some of the old stopping grounds. Where I lived was a town 12 miles past that, so Hoopston was like near the finish line for me. You know, I mean this was an hour and a half drive just to come over each and every Saturday to see my girlfriend, and then come back home. And which I would actually gain time back because you yeah. cross the state line and you're an hour behind now. It wouldn't be that. It wasn't that bad. It was kind of cool because I would just go home and I'd go home and chill out for a little bit, go to bed, and then chill out for Sunday, right? So I'll, I'm heading through Hoopston, and it's one of those things. Let's see if I can do this. We're still talking on the mic. There we go. That way I can. I'm sitting on the cord. So it's one of these things where I'm traveling this way. As I hit the mic, damn it, and he's going this way. You know, we're on opposite sides of the road, and I see him. 
I look at him. Of course, when you see a cop, what do you do? You're you're eyeing that son of a bitch. Oh, like, absolutely. Like there like, are times when like I'll we'll, I'll be driving, Miranda's talking, and I'll be like, stop talking. <laughs> Just yeah. You are side eyeing that dude. Yep. He may not even be looking at you, but you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> you may not even be doing anything wrong. Yeah, absolutely. But, but you're still on edge. So I looked at him and I saw my rearview mirror. And he swung that car around so fast. I wasn't speeding. I looked down. I'm like, okay. He pulls me over. Keep my composure. I'm tired. I have it. I don't really drink other than on a rare occasion. This show. Usually when I come over, I have a beer. But like, I don't drink. So I'm like, <sighs> and he's like, do you know why I pulled you over? I'm like, not a clue. Because you're a dick. Because <laughs> you're a dick. And oh, he said wrong my answer, license pal. plate light was out. Oh, that's. Did that. you know that? And I said, no, sir, I did not. Can I see your license and your, your, your license registration proof of insurance? So. I give him my license. I find my registration. And I give him proof of insurance. And he goes, this doesn't have an, an expiration date on it. Okay. <laughs> well, I was still living with my parents at the time. So my dad, whenever we would get this stuff in, he would show me. and says, put this in your glove box. Yeah. You know? And I did. I gave him exactly the papers. So I, now he, I'm digging to that glove box and I'm sweating. And I'm looking and I find another one. I give it to him. He goes, this is expired. So then he goes, I'm sitting there sweating. I'm like, what the heck? Did, did, did my dad give me the wrong paper? What's going on? I did exactly what my dad told me to do. Of course, I'm like 18, 19 years old. Yeah. Cop comes back. Because, well, I'm going to let you off with a warning. Make sure you get this light fixed. And uh, make sure you get the right papers for your insurance. I have you have you have enough documentation to make me believe you have insurance. I grant what you can just look up the damn no policy kidding. number, right? So anyway, I get home and I tell my dad because my dad he was usually up. Anyway, my dad like never sleeps, and um, I said I got pulled over, and he said that this paper wasn't like I brought all the stuff in. He goes and he's looking at it. He goes, which one did you give him? And I said, he, he, he goes, because this one's old. You should have threw it away. I'm like, I'm sorry. I didn't know. I, I, think, I, I thought I did. Maybe I didn't. You know, obviously I didn't. And, and I'm like, I gave him this one first because it looked a little different. He goes, expiration date's right here. <laughs> he goes, who was this asshole? And I, I, I said his name. He goes, that son of a bitch. I know his dad. <laughs> <laughs> ain't that always the case <laughs> and so that was the first time the only other time I've been pulled over coming back from band practice when I was with Draxis and the when we restarted up it was me and my wife going through Attica dude dude pulls up and he's like hi like like he, he goes how you doing can I see your license registration oh, okay he goes heading home where you coming from I said I have band practice in Illinois and he looks he goes he goes, is, is that your guitar in the back? Yeah. He goes, I play guitar in a band myself. Like, 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 <laughs> like, what kind of music you play? And I said, rock. He goes, awesome. He goes, well, I pulled you over. You have a, you have a license plate light out. I'm like, God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, he goes, were you aware? I said, no, sir. I'm like, I don't make it a habit of doing an 18 point inspection on my damn car. He goes, I feel you. 
because I'll be right back. He goes, just get that taken care of. So I got home. We were on second shift. Went right to Walmart, got that light, installed it immediately. Nice. That is the dumbest reason to ever be pulled over. I got one. I got one for that. Let's hear you, John. First time I was ever pulled over. All right. You guys know where Granville is? No. Granville? All right. You know where Fort Wyotnan is? Yes. Yes. All right. So if you keep taking that road to the west, eventually you'll come upon, uh, there's a T in the road, and it goes right to a bridge over the Wabash. And then just beyond that bridge is an access point where you can put a boat in the water. And then off that access point is a trail that is completely illegal. And that trail goes down the river for a ways. And uh, there's a nature preserve there. It is unmarked. Did not know it was a nature preserve. I have a girl in the truck and we are in four wheel drive off the road back on that trail and it's night. And there is both liquor and beer in the cab. And uh, coming back up towards the access point to get back on the road, go back to campus. And uh, I'm underage, by the way. Uh, both of us are. Um, Naturally. See headlights on the trail back to the access point. The, the actual, like the driveway. And so, erring on the side of caution, I turned my lights off. Blue and red lights turn on. <laughs> ah, shit. So, turn my lights back on, make my way over the, the dirt back to, uh, back to the gravel, and it's a conservation officer, and uh, license registration, etc. cetera. Uh, he asked if I know it's a nature preserve. I said no. And he asked if I had permission to off-road there, already knowing the answer, which is obviously no. Uh, and uh, goes away to do his, make sure that the license is correct and all that. Comes back, and uh, he wants to know if there's any alcohol in the car. And I'm still in the Army at this point in time, so I'm quite used to dealing with uh, officers, you know, authority figures. And thank fuck for that, because I just straight-faced, right, eye contact and everything. No, sir. And he went, all right, uh, fucking, I'm going to give you a uh, off-roading without permission, which is a uh, infraction, um, but it should be a trespassing felony. I'm like, ah, shit. Then he asks, I see you're from Rossville. Do you know uh, Mr. Gick? And I was like, the PE teacher? And he goes, yeah, it's a brother-in-law. And I was like, well, shit, that is not the only time that knowing people from Rossville has gotten me out of deep shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um fucking he he came back we shot the shit for an uncomfortably long amount of time because i'm like i want to leave before you notice the sam's adams sticking up from behind the console <laughs> and uh fucking made it out of there clean oh my god that was terrifying that was the first time i was pulled over off-roading without permission and trespassing with alcohol in the car underage at night in a nature preserve <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah uh winner <laughs> yeah so uh my first time mm-hmm. all right i got my license my senior year i was seven, jesus i was 17 it took me a while i did i had no reason to drive I, I i delphi i could walk everywhere the only reason i got my license was because my mom was tired of driving me back from her house every other week thought you had no reason to drive so i i well i she my dad would take me there and she would drive me back and she was like, he didn't have a reason to drive because they would drive it. And it, yeah, she absolutely. Just got tired of it. So then he she's like, her. I'm not going to drive. I'm 
I'm not gonna drive you anymore, and until you get your license, until you get your permit. I'm like, fuck, okay. So I knapsack up on a stick. So my dad, <laughs> I, I get my permit. I'm running away. My dad buys me a car. Buys Jesus. Me, buys me the grand supremacist. The green supremacist. The grand. The grand supremacist. <laughs> Are you in the fucking KKK? Is there no. something we need to know? <laughs> he buys me the green supremacist. Um, it sits in the driveway for the longest time because it, one, it, it's not plated. <laughs> he, he didn't plate it until I think three months after I got my license so uh, all summer it sat there and then I finally get my license in September uh, then he finally gets it plated well why, in the meantime before he got it plated I was driving his car which was another was a white Grand Prix not the white supremacist right. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a 2003 Grand Prix and uh, it had automatic lights so the, when it's nighttime, the headlights turn on. The Can't 95 Grand Prix did not have automatic lights, and I did not know this. So the very first time I drove it, I drove it to my work at Monocle's Pizza. I closed that night. I get out. I'd never driven it in the dark before. This is my first time driving it. So I, I start to pull out, and there's a cop sitting. Okay, so you know you know Delphi. Yeah. You know where Monocle's is? Yeah. Right down the hill. Uh, so right across the street is like this big old storage like garage place yeah and the cops usually like to sit there and speed trap that shit so there's a cop sitting there and i'm just i'm sitting at the edge of the road waiting to pull out and i see this cop sitting there just blinking his headlights and i'm like is he just like letting me know he's there (laughs) like Warning, a, cop. I was it's like, me. that's that's <laughs> awful polite of a cop to do. Like, that's I've never. Uh, okay. He was so, like, turn your lights on. Yeah, basically, he was he was giving me the heads Jesus. up. Like, so I'm like, but I could see just fine. I could see just fine. Well, sometimes if you know you have the street lights and then uh, mm-hmm. even the moon, if that's yeah. bright enough, like. So the crazy thing I've was, done that. I knew I had to flip a knob. They had a little. Oh knob. Jesus! You didn't even know which one to do. I knew I had to flip a knob, so I flipped it once, and that was just my little <laughs> parking light. So yeah, he thinks you're just lights. this asshole. So Fine. I, but I thought, so I thought those were my lights. Uh, not, not, not specifically those two lights, but I thought flipping it once mm-hmm. would be my headlights because I could see just fine. And I thought I had them on. And I thought the next level was the brights. <laughs> so I was like, I'm not turning those on, obviously. I'm in town. <laughs> this dude's like blinking. He's like, Pah! <laughs> so that, that's how my ascent it. would be um but no, so i'm like okay so i drive off start going up the hill towards the school oh, next thing i know i got berries and cherries in oh, fucking, my fucking rear view mirror i'm like what what did i do <laughs> and I, I was so <laughs> i guess or maybe i hadn't it wasn't plated yet maybe i just drove it because so he, he talked to me. He's like, hey, the reason I'm pulling you over is because your lights, you didn't have your lights on. Uh, I tried to tell you, but I was like, yeah, I, I was wondering why you're blinking your headlights at me. And so he, he let me off with a warning. Like a week later, I, I, I did not tell my dad. Despite it only being a warning and it being a minor thing. Whatever. Was it a written warning? Yeah, it was just a written. Or no, it wasn't a written warning. It was verbal. verbal. It was a verbal warning. Uh, I, 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 for whatever reason, I just didn't tell my dad. I'm like, he doesn't need to know about this. Next thing, my next week or two, my dad's like, so did you get pulled over last week? I'm like, <laughs> what? 
did you know? He's like, well, uh, the officer, my, my insurance agent, the green supremacist used to be his car. It was like a family car that got passed around the siblings and all that. And <laughs> So uh, he recognized the car? No. No? He ran the plates, and it came up in Kyle's name. The guy's name is Kyle Groniger. Uh, he's my insurance agent as well. So they were at a party together, and he's like, hey, uh, caught, your son, caught your son without his headlights on. He's like, I don't have a son. <laughs> he's like, yeah, it's your old green, your old, uh, green uh, Grand Prix. He's like, oh. <laughs> then he, so Kyle tells my dad and so forth. Small town. Right yeah, there. small oh, town shit. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the first time I got pulled over. Uh, I've been pulled over way more than twice. Uh, only one, I only have one speeding ticket, though, and it was 70, 76 and a 55. Oh, and I had just got done passing a semi, so it's like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, I was starting to come down from that. Well, like, and some of those semis are going so fast within 55 parameters. Like, it's one of those things where, like, you start to go to pass, and then you realize, I got to go a lot faster. Yeah. Because the semi is going, like, 65. So then you go, every round, and you go, like, like, up to 70, 75, but then you can start slowing down yourself. I've actually got to the point where I get in front of him and then slow down, and, and then he passes me. <laughs> just because of where we're at and how I started yeah. off, like, when I turned on. But... They never get pulled over. It's always us. So speaking on the subject of brights, whenever I'm taking the kids to Rossville in the morning or I'm driving at night or anything like that, I, I, I don't drive with my – I don't use my brights anymore. Not to mention the eyesight kicks the brights off if somebody's coming. So I just get tired of it going – Yeah. Just, just on, off, on, off. Um, but, like, I'll just be driving, and somebody will be like, blink. I'll be like, my brights aren't on <laughs> and then next thing i know they're just like fuck you boom and i'm just like all right pal <laughs> <laughs> mine are a lot brighter because i got i got those leds yeah what's funny is i remember a buddy of mine he used to you know back in school he worked in the uh, working with like the work program where like you'd go to school half a day go to work yeah and he worked at mcdonald's you know what ours was called yeah huh? ice ice ours was d-o 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 just D, period, oh, O, period. Not, yeah, not, no, not Ronnie no, J. Ours was IS, which I think is hilarious with the whole uh, <laughs> with the whole Trump thing. Current in, the, in immigration. <laughs> okay, so no, he was coming home because he had to close, right? And he's tired and, you know, been working all day. And then he's one of those things where he's like, he's driving his car. He's almost back home. And there's a semi coming. He's like, son of a bitch. Goddamn. Flashes him. And the semi waited until he was like right here and. <laughs> he's like, ah! He said he about drove off the road. <laughs> he like whipped it. And- no, I don't fuck around with that. If you're gonna bright me, and I know my brights aren't on, you're gonna get some brights. You're gonna show. You're gonna. You're gonna know the meaning of brights. It is hilarious <laughs> because, like, what people will do to communicate. Because I'll be driving along, and instead of doing a bright, they'll turn their lights off. They'll flash them off. Like, cop that way. <laughs> like, thanks, pal. I need to look up, like, the universal signals and what they mean because, like, there's some for, like, oh, there's deer. Speaking of, of signals, have you ever seen a guy in a car do the motorcycle wave? <laughs> <laughs> the have little you, wave that they all do to each other, it's, like, sign of Have you right. seen the Miata wave? No. So Miatas, they have those 
flipper headlights too. Okay. And you, they just, they do that. <laughs> They'll wave with their headlights. <laughs> I just love like the bikers have like, hmm, we're both bikers. <laughs> it's like, well, there's the Subi wave. There's the fucking. What's G- the Subi wave? I don't know. I know there is one. Because uh, I probably have got it. And I have no there's idea There's one for doing. Jeeps. It's like bordering on gang signs. There, there's Jeeps, motorcycles, and Subarus. And apparently Miatas. <laughs> <laughs> I'll look that up. I'll look up the What's Miata the suit? Well, yeah, well, yeah, I want to know what the Subaru one is because, like, there's a lot of Subarus in the area, you know? Oh, yeah. It, there's Like, I don't have that much of a pride for driving a Subaru. I like my car. I think it's cool. And I really enjoy it during the... Uh... <laughs> I'm going to pop this over here and uh, YouTube that shit. Yeah, screen capture that shit. Where is it? I don't know. There, oh, it, there it goes. Took a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see it. Pop, pop. <laughs> <laughs> yep. What's up, dog? I'll just leave that there for a minute. That's like them. <laughs> that's like them doing. It's like the car version of like raising your eyebrows up and down. <laughs> Me all alive. Yeah. Um, while we're. So uh, moving on, I I, fa- I ran ran across a college humor video, which is probably gonna get kicked off our stream. Um, but I just thought I, I didn't fully watch it. I just had to like fucking. I, I wanted to save it for this episode. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it's the Game of Thrones finale re- rewritten with an AI. Oh, so the <laughs> like so the AI did it? Hell yeah. yes. So we're gonna go ahead and watch this. Pow. Sansa sits alone on top of her prized Valerian eggs. Jon is carrying the sand in a pouch. Met the mortal of the war, Sam, before they Sansa gets closer to him and then takes out a large and pushes it into John's stomach. He looks concerned. You've never killed me before. John's eyes slowly blink and he loses. Stupid cat. 
love the AI, you know. You drop them all. Oh, hey, Mark no, Hamill. No, hey. Mark Hamill. Did you see that Mark Hamill wants to play Vesemir in uh, The Witcher Netflix? Interesting. Really? Yeah, he has no idea what Vesemir is or The Witcher in general, but <laughs> I think he's a fantastic fit. I think he's a fantastic voice actor, so. Did uh, you did you hear that he thoroughly, re- like, regrets, like, his criticism of The Last Jedi? Oh, Yeah. Right when the last Jedi came out, he he still hadn't quite like accepted it, and then he, he basically for him he's like, like it took me some time to really like well because he was seeing he was seeing and reading his parts, and like he he didn't see everything put together and he saw it and went I was wrong. So then he came out and he's like, I put my foot in my mouth <laughs> because everyone's like see he hates it too and now he's just pretending yeah. he doesn't hate it. Yeah. Because they told him to shut up. And that that was a big part of all the Star Wars hate. Like they're like, "Oh, Mark Hamill hates it. We ha- we can hate." So that justifies our hate. Right. Well, really, he just felt like that's not what he envisioned for the character. And then that's a lot of what what they did too. He goes, "But like, he's like when you start putting it together, it's like we can't have a jet a Jedi teaching younger Jedi because we've already seen that. We yeah. can't, you know, we we, we so we like so then you start putting yourself into new ideas. You've never seen a Jedi quit and walk away on film before. What about a Benjamin Button Jedi teaching an older Padawan? <laughs> you have like a youngling teaching teaching an old man. Oh. Hey man, that could be the secret. Did you hear about like uh, they've actually have different names for the ninth movie of of Star Wars in uh, in, in Japan and then I can't remember what country in Europe, but. In Japan, it's called Dawn of Skywalker, hmm. and in it's the, the European country, it's called Skywalker Resurrection. It's like Fucking Anakin forever. So then people are like, <laughs> "What does this mean?" Hmm. 
<laughs> a mystery. This is... Man, we're, we're half a year away from that. I know. <laughs> Things are... You know, did you see that Endgame just passed the original Avatar run? Uh, oh, okay. Because I'm Avatar like... got re-released. No, no, not the final one. Avatar got no, re-released. No, we're 38 mil away from that. Yeah, but like uh, Avatar made another 38, whatever, when it was got, when it got re-released. And next... This weekend is when the re-release is, and it's not. I, I don't see it coming to our theaters yet, so. Oh. I think it's like primarily AMC, but. That's uh, a bummer. I was gonna try to take my steps on. I was thinking about going again, just because I wanted to beat Avatar. Yeah. But I, I did get my IMAX tickets for Spider-Man next week. So. Ooh. That IMAX Wednesday. There's, there's an IMAX here in town now, right? Yep. That's when I got it at, at noon on Wednesday. I'll be going and checking that out. Okay. You're officially an old person going to a movie on noon. I would rather do that now because, one, there's less people in there. That's true. That is true. Um, and, two, and two, there's just, like, I could go in the evening, but, like, I go for a two-hour movie. It's only 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I got so much more time yeah. to go and do stuff. It'd be fun because I. that is the third. What, you know, Stranger Things comes out on the fourth, on the fourth. Yep. So probably at midnight, which I'll be asleep. I'm not gonna stay up that late. I am old. I don't. <laughs> I don't stay up late anymore. I, I like. I can't. I physically can't. My. I. I think about all the stuff I could be doing. Like I could play games. I could watch a movie. Oh yeah, I know the feeling. Like I was gonna. I actually started. Uh, I watched the movie and started the FF15 because you have to watch the movie first. There's a whole game addicts. That's a trope. Of watch the movie first because quite literally. I mean, like the 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 way they start FF15, it's like we're four boys pushing their car down the road with Stand by Me playing. It's like my king just sent away. I gotta go meet my bride, and then while the other winner fell. Like while we're gone, like uh, an empire comes in and it, like kills my dad, and, like overthrows the country, and it's like oh, the empire, Niflheim. <laughs> hmm. And then, and, then, and then, like, the whole, the whole time, it's like, you're supposed to be wondering what's going on, and you're, and you're actually supposed to not have a whole, a whole lot of information. But I want to know who the damn Empire was. Who is the Empire? Why do they exist, and why do they want this place? And the movie tells you in the first 30 seconds. Oh. It's so stupid. I was, like, ripping my hair out. But, but, I want, I want to give this game its fair chance, because I heard it's actually a pretty good game. And, it, like, and it's complete, you know, because I played 10 hours of it and still didn't know who the enemy of the game was. <laughs> With the movie, you know, I didn't start it with the movie, so I, I did it again. So I'm, I'm sitting there watching the movie, you know. I, I'm a badass. I started at 9 p.m. You know, I'm gonna stay up late. It's Saturday. Oh yeah. Did you get your parents' permission? No. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. I'm a, I'm a rebel. <laughs> My wife's going to bed early, so I'll be by myself. Oh man. I can watch whatever I want. I can eat whatever I want. <laughs> She's like, I'm in, in, in. I'm like an hour in the movie now. It's like ten o'clock. She goes to bed. I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> and then I wake up and it's like ten thirty. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I guess I'll go to bed now. <laughs> so I got up, went to bed. She was still awake. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm going to bed. I fell asleep. I, cu- I couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't. I, I was sitting there in the chair, you know, and like, and I, I was all comfy, and I'm like. I'm actually enjoying the movie, you know, because even though like, like the movie's awesome, it's got it's uh, a, a brain fart now. Uh, Ned Stark, Sean mm, Bean, Sean Bean, Sean Bean, 
Sean, Sean Bean. <laughs> Sean Bean plays uh, plays the king, but only in the movie, not the game. What movie? FF15, uh, Kingslave. That okay. is basically like the story before the game. Okay. You know, like it shows like the king getting killed and betrayed and the, the empire crushing the city, uh, which you will hear about when you play the game. Because the game starts with the prince getting sent away with his buddies, his guard, you know. Yeah. You guys are going to go out and you guys are, you know, he's betrothed to another princess. And it's weird because there's like all this monarchy shit, but it's all modern. It's got like, uh, like Audi cars and like, it's, 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 yeah. really, it's, it's, it's different. It's like, it's like a weird uh, combination of technology and still old style. Uh, but yeah, no, the, the, like the movie also has Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad. He plays the main character in the movie. Um, which you can just almost sometimes you can't tell it's him and other times like hey <laughs> we gotta get to the king bitch <laughs> and then Lena Haiti, she plays the princess who is like a teenager <laughs> but like oh, they got all these badass big name actors uh, for the movie but none of them are in the game like, uh, speaking of movies pre-stories to games The Witcher um, I'm really Really excited for the Witcher Netflix series. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there a release date on that yet? Yeah, it's in late December. Late like, December. It'll be around our, our Christmas shutdown. I really, really hope that they do they do it justice because it's a fantastic story. I don't know if either of you read the books. I haven't read. Mike's the one that's read the books. I don't know. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he's even read the books. He said he did, and it's good enough for me because it lets me talk about him. Um, <laughs> But, uh, man, you guys haven't read it. There's not much to talk about without just Good. monologuing for a while. So, next topic. Uh, what time is it? It is 12 till 8. Jesus. I've got it. So, dropping a shitload of money that I've been saving for a while now to fix vehicles. Got to get Shannon's. Shannon needs four new tires and uh, tire pressure sensors in one of the wheels. And uh, the Chevy needs a new starter. And then the Ford, I'm about to drop $2,000 on the Ford, getting uh, the rear suspension fixed, the new tires, the 33s mounted, and uh, new IDM, uh, injector driver module. So it comes with a 100-volt stock, but there's up to 120 volt if you go forward in years that are just interchangeable with it. And it, it higher voltage, higher frequency uh, responds better. It puts more, more, more diesel in the chambers, more power on the wheels. Um, it's going to be faster. It's going to be bigger. I'm really excited. But the result is I have to pick Shannon up on the far side of the West Side Mire in 12 minutes. All right. Yeah. Are we ready to call this then? Yeah. All right. I, th- I feel like it's been a good one. It's been a good one. We didn't talk about cooking, but nope. there's always next time. We cooked. It was good. Uh, yeah, I, I think I, the only problem I had with my burgers was I overseasoned. Overseasoned? Overseasoned and overcooked. Uh, just just a slight, slight overseasoning. Not much. So, yeah. I made burgers, and that's... I gathered. He, 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 he was like, let's talk about that. <laughs> we didn't talk about it, but here we are. Uh, yeah, thank you guys for joining. Uh, Brandon, quick quick plug? Yeah. Um, yeah, thank you once again for having me on. I'll be on here again soon as we approach 100. And, uh, yeah, you guys can check my podcast out at GameAddictsPodcast.com as well as uh, podcast services around the globe, including Apple Podcasts. Spotify is a big one for us now. 
including our hosts at Podbean. Uh, we're on iHeartRadio now. We're on Stitcher. Very we're nice. We're on TuneIn. We're on Google Podcasts. And, and of course, we're on uh, on YouTube as well. Look up again, Game Addicts Podcast. We pop up. We're That's basically your one-stop shop for our video, audio. We have uh, gaming stuff. We do live reactions to stuff when we can. So like some of the E3 press conferences, we actually watch that live. Tyler was a part of that. Uh, from here on Podcastrophy. We actually did a, a two-part E3 review, and he's on part one, so give that a good listen. Um, and then we're also live streaming. We live stream every every single Wednesday that we do a show. We're not doing a show this week. We're taking a week off. But we're over there on twitch.tv slash Game Addicts Play. And, 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 uh, and on our uh, social medias, we're Game Addicts Play on Facebook, Twitch, or no, Twitch, I'm sorry, Twitter, and then Instagram as well. I'm trying to be more active. I'm trying to post stuff trying to be interact I, I was interactive during e3 and then i kind of like you kind of sl- slam back a little bit but i'm trying to it's kind of difficult it's like what what do i say besides plugging <laughs> well because you want to come off as more like i'm this i'm trying to engage more than i am trying to sell my stuff but i'm trying to sell my stuff yeah you know but yeah i look forward to being back here for 100 i look i look forward to you always being here oh i always look forward to shucks being here. Uh, we got you. You gave me some really cool ideas the other day, and you know I'm, I'm hoping to have you here for those. I'm hoping to have you here for a couple of them. Uh, I, t- I, I briefly talked to the you about movie it. reviews. Yep. Sorry. If that was, <laughs> Boom. If, if that was a secret, <laughs> got to keep them a little close to the chest here. It's okay. Be Nobody listens vague. to my show. Fine. I'll keep the other secret secret. The ones that I know. Yeah. Fine. Don't go into detail. Keep your secrets. <laughs> There's an idea. You don't just. You're a terrible card player. I hey, send me. You know that I family German Baptist playing cards. I'm gonna sinful. look up like the sensor beep, and I'm just gonna. No playing right cards. No playing cards. No playing cards. No. I mean, mom and dad have some now. You could even play Uno. Uno's different. You can't play poker with Uno cards. You probably could if you tried hard enough, but no one in my family knows could, how to play could poker. Could you play Old Maid? I could play Old Maid. Okay. All right, guys. I'm going to put like a big sensor over what he just said. Okay. It'll be perfect. Um, but I guess, yeah, thank you, John, for having, for having, for uh, being on the show uh, again. Thank you, John, for having the show. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Yeah. I love hosting people right. in my beautiful house in my basement. Yeah. It's been, it's been, uh, it's been a long day. Um, <laughs> thank you for listening. Uh, if you haven't already, please subscribe to Podcastrophy either on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or Podbean. I just said Raider. Stitcher Raiders. Stitcher Raider. Raider Road. Yeah, check that out. And thank you to the Journey and the Comics Network for uh, putting up with our shit. Uh, <laughs> check check out Journey and the Comics on all of those uh, all those platforms as well. And uh, be sure to check us out live every Tuesday, roughly around 5.30 or 6, on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. And if that is all, that is all. Please make every day a big dick day. Bye, guys.